from Lubbock Community Theater. This is Five Tell Places. Welcome to another episode of LCT's Five Till Places. I am Jed. Uh, I'm in here with the director, a member of the cast, and a member of the crew of She Kills Monsters, which is our next upcoming show. We'll introduce you to them. We'll get started talking to them about the show here in just a moment. Uh, because if you're listening to this episode the week that it comes out, then She Kills Monsters opens this weekend, Friday, the October the 14th. So tickets are going, so you need to get them now, LubbockCommunityTheater.org. We'll probably say that again. Over the course of this episode, we'll talk to the group and uh, give you some incentive to get those tickets. Before we leap into that, I want to just let you know about a couple of things we've got coming up, um, because between now and the end of the year, the next two and a half months, we have about five or six events happening at the theater. It is never calm and quiet and relaxed around here. So like I said, we've got She Kills Monsters coming up next, and after that... On the last weekend of this month of October, we've got a whole lot going on. The Saturday the 29th, we've got a fall festival, which will have carnival games and bounce houses and um, food trucks and all other manner of things. And then at 7 that night, there will be a concert featuring, uh, among other people, the some of the kids from our Horizon program will be singing and other friends, other people we've got pulled in to be singing kind of just... Halloween favorites, family Halloween favorites to get you into the mood for that weekend. Following day the 30th, we're having our Home Before Midnight Twilight Movie Marathon. And when I say Twilight, I mean the time of day that is happening, not that it will have anything to do with the Twilight films. The films we are actually showing are uh, two classics of horror cinema, Night of the Living Dead and the original 1922 silent film Nosferatu. And then we've got in November, we have our stages program is putting on their play, The Monster Hunters. That's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and then we have SpongeBob, the SpongeBob musical uh, coming as part of Holiday Happening at the Civic Center November 19th, I believe. That was November 18th and 19th and 20th. Yes, that weekend of November. So, And then we've got It's a Wonderful Life, the live radio program coming up in December. We've got auditions for that coming up soon. We'll talk about all that at the end of the show. Uh, but... First, we want to, as I said, give you incentive to come see She Kills Monsters. So why don't we go around and we can introduce who is in the room with me and, and kind of what what your relationship to the show is. What are you what are you doing in this one? Cool. Well, I am Elena Capilli. I play Calliope, a.k.a. the elf, as she's known in the show, because nobody wants to say her name, <laughs> as well as Kelly. Alright, uh, my name is Kinsey Updegrove. I am the sound designer and board operator for She Kills Monsters. Uh, I am Meg Davis. I am directing She Kills Monsters. And, and we having... promised to spike the intro that Meg actually does know her way I do actually. She's... I, yeah, I'm <laughs> she's, not She's that... used to the one giving the command, you know, but then everybody says in yeah. return, so... Yes. In, in Meg's defense, today is the start of Tech Week, and this is a very tech-heavy show. Yes. So you guys have been at it for a while today. Uh, yeah. Yes. Uh, and, and it... <laughs> we're... <laughs> We're getting all of the rough stuff out of the way before the show. That's what Tech Week is That's for. Yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> Flooding. Oh, being erased. Jeez. Oh. Refocus. But it's 
It's going to be amazing. You mean there's a lake involved in the show, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and a perfect. waterfall. Is yeah. 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 It's very intentional. Yeah, so, so let's talk about this show. Uh, Meg, you want to start off giving us just kind of a brief, spoiler-free synopsis of what this show is about? What's the whole deal here? Sure, yeah. If at any point during this explanation it sounds really awkward and cobbled together, it's because I gave away spoilers and Jed had to edit them out. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> so, I can do that. If, if we need to, I can do that. <clears throat> that said, um, She Kills Monsters is... Um, set partially in 1995 in Athens, Ohio, and partially in the fantasy world of Newlandia. Um, it is a story about um, a rather average young woman named Agnes um, who lost her parents and her younger sister Tilly um, in a car accident um, three years prior. Um, Tilly is... Uh, kind of an amazing visionary with a tremendous imagination um, and was constantly constantly playing D&D and um, really nerding out about lots of other things comic books and um, and just spending really good quality time with her friends learning how to be a great storyteller Um, so Agnes kind of didn't really understand her so while all of that sounds really heavy and one of the prominent features of the show, like one of the prominent themes is grief and memory um, and, you know, processing through grief. It's a remarkably funny show. Um, there's also some themes of bullying, um, of LGBTQIA plus um, identities and stories, um, and... Um, Lots more. It's it's crammed full of. If if you exist, you will see yourself on this stage, <laughs> in one place or another. It's it's pretty brilliant. So the show is going back and forth between uh, mm-hmm. the real world and the world of their D and D campaign. And that's yes. why. And is that why you listed yourself as playing two people? Indeed. Yes. Yes. So you're playing. <laughs> you're playing. A player character, or you're playing a player, and then also her Their character, her yes. character in the. Mm-hmm. So what's that like? You're getting to put on like fantasy armor and fight dragons, and I know that I, I know from past experience that you are not a stranger to Dungeons and Dragons. No, no, I'm but, not. Um, but getting up and this is very different than sitting at the table and just and playing the game and theater of the mind and all of that. Yeah, yeah. It makes being a human terribly boring. Like, it makes it so obvious how being a human is boring. That's why in third edition they used to give humans all these extra feats and everything. (laughs) Just to entice people, but it doesn't work. No. We know elves are superior. (laughs) Very elf-like thing for you to say. Right. Thank you. Thank you. I, I'm still in character. Sorry. Say, sorry. Still in character. <laughs> Even so up good. here in the, yeah. Oh, That's so man. good. And then you said you are sound designing. This as a show. Then I uh, imagine has a lot of unique sound design challenges in addition to just you know bringing up and down the music. Oh yes. Yeah. It's been creatively. It's been the best like experience of a show I've ever gotten to design and like work on. It's. It's been so much fun um, getting to pull so many different types of sounds from all corners of the internet and and making them up and uh, just getting to play around with 
a lot of creative editing, a lot of um, distortion and reverb and, and mm. all these great, amazing effects to really sell the fantasy and the uh, creatures and stuff that we're going to be seeing on stage. Yeah. It's wow. been awesome. Because that, without that sound, we can have the uh, monster puppets and or actors in costume, but without that, that sound is really going to... Uh-huh. push it over the edge and make yeah. it feel yeah. more real to everybody. It also helps situate, because the 90s are very fashionable right now, yes. mm-hmm. so it also helps us recognize, like, oh, no, no, no this is 1995. Yeah, lots, right. of, this lots music, of 90s like, music yeah. getting to be pulled, which is, which is awesome, too, getting to, um, you know, pull that and, and hopefully, you know, bring some of that nostalgia on stage, too, yeah. like the 90s and uh, all the great stuff. <laughs> which is, so I, I came of age in the 90s, and that's a very important era to me. And, and this show has always been a draw to me because it's the melding of these two things that I love very much, being D&D in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I, I imagine for people my age and a little older and a little younger than me, right around my age, there is a lot of nostalgia and seeing all these 90s references mm-hmm. and the 90s fashion and the music. Are, has there been any uh, instance of any of the younger members of the cast or crew getting exposed to 90, the 90s stuff and thinking, oh, God. Uh, like, yes, you yes, people, right. this is your... <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think, Meg, you were telling me that uh, the two uh, actors that we have playing our cheerleaders are now, like, obsessed with Ace of Base. Because, yeah. <laughs> because of... We, yeah, we they, use they both are like, it's a bop, it's a bop. And I'm like, okay. Uh, whatever right. that means. Right, whatever that means. I think um, it means it is... Very, a very good song. Yes. We also one of our one of our so we've got a few NPCs in our show who are truly remarkable. They help kind of bring the entire changing and shifting landscape and environment of the show to life. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of them, there, there is a telephone in the show. Oh. And uh, spoiler alert: it has a cord on it um, because they had to. Cord back. Yeah, yeah. Um, because it was 1995, and I said, "Okay, um, Emily, all I need you to do is hold the base of this telephone, and Lindsay's going to use the receiver, and then she's going to hang it up. Right? She's just going to hand it back to you, and it just goes back together." Did you have to show her how to use it. Yeah, she was confused. She was like, kind of holding it flat and like low to the ground, like Lindsay was going to like, like use it like a lawnmower or something. And I was like. I was like, no, so these mounted on the wall. And she goes, oh. And I was like, oh, no. I'm so old now. I did see, I saw a video online recently of a, a, a woman, a, a Gen X mother, showing her kids, like she had a working landline phone. And there I was like, no, no, call me, just dial in my number and then her cell rings and they'd be like oh, mom your phone's ringing it picked up and, and then like up. yeah and they're like, and like hey, how do I end the call and you just hang up like, what do you mean and like no you just hang up you just, put it, you just put it down that's why we call it hanging up at the end because you have to hang it and I don't mean that to like make fun of people because when I was that young, you sh- there was plenty of tech from like the fifties mm-hmm. yeah. or sixties. I was like, "What is this? Right. Why? How do we?" Well, like you know. I mean, even like rotary phones. I feel like when I was a kid, I was like, yeah, huh? yeah. for why?" <laughs> yeah, my daughter was asking what me, purpose? Other- <laughs> "Right, <laughs> exactly." My my daughter was asking me like two days ago. I was like, "Those phones where you put your finger in the hole and turn it like uh-huh. how does that?" <laughs> How does that dial the number? How does it know what number? No- so I had to explain where her phone's <laughs> yep. yep. But it does It does make you feel 
old. I'm always reminded of the Abraham Simpson meme of the, it'll happen to you. Yes, All yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, it's 100%. But it, yeah. So. It's really good. And very early in the process, we had to listen for a little while to the differences between the Cranberries and 10,000 Maniacs mm-hmm. oh, just yeah. as bands. Well, Dolores O'Riordan has an Irish accent for one. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, guys, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I should note this that, that it, uh, today or yesterday is like the 28th anniversary of the release of the Cranberries' second album. Really? Yes. Which is yeah. still a record that I hold in very high esteem. I love yeah. It. I Absolutely. love that album. But, uh, Absolutely. But it's, it's also been fun, um, and I think you could speak to this a little bit, Elena, about... Uh, y'all learned the Tootsie Roll. Oh, oh no. Uh, <laughs> the, the, uh, the, the look on your face, uh, the expression <laughs> in your voice here. <laughs> you, should see, you should see the other people who are in this dance because I am by far the most willing to do this dance. While the others are very... Mm. It is true. <laughs> it, is. it was very yes. difficult for them to come to terms with the fact that they were going to do this on stage there's in front a, of an audience. There's a lot of fight choreography in the show, but this is the greatest battle. The greatest any of our actors <laughs> The internal <laughs> battle of the Tootsie Roll. Buckle it down to the Tootsie Roll. That's fantastic. I we haven't really talked to our actor specifically yet. You want to tell us a little bit about your character or characters and what you play in your kind of your role in the show? Yeah, sure. Without getting too spoilery, Playing of course. Too spoilery, yeah, of course, of course, of course. Right, right. right. Yeah. So obviously, my character is an elf. She's a very straight elf. So it, what you can tell from her player character is that she does not metagame. There is no metagaming. Yeah. If there is a reference to the out the real world, quote unquote. The player or the the character Calliope will not get it. She'll be like, "What is that?" <laughs> there is one point where uh, she is referred to as a thundercat, and Calliope's just like, "Huh? Uh, I'm sorry, what? A thundercat? I don't think I've heard of this creature before." And I know all creatures, so this is new to me. Could you bring but up yeah. a stat block on yes, thundercat, please? Right. <laughs> Let me get out my journal. Yeah. I, I don't see Thundercat in here. No, no, no. <laughs> that's very cool. That is excellent. <laughs> she's, yeah, she's very cool. Yeah. <laughs> it helps balance out the party, too, which, you know, all parties have to have their yeah. balancing mm-hmm. point. So being the, the straight person, not straight literally, because she is very gay, but... <laughs> straight like, like, straight like, 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 as in a, like a comedy team. Yes, yes, Somebody's yes, got to be yes. a straight person. She's yeah. essentially a Vulcan, which, I yeah, mean, yeah. honestly, yeah. what are Vulcans but space elves, if we're exactly. being real about it? Oh, totally, totally. Is there Vulcans but space elves? I want that on a t-shirt. That's you got it. Yeah, for sure. You got it. Got it. That'll be our show a t-shirt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I don't know what would go on a show t-shirt if we had one we've right had now. a couple of phrases workshops the very first one was I have spells <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> another one that was suggested is I uh, it is I the great mage Steve ah uh, yes it is mm-hmm. I, of course the great mage that's Steve, become absolutely. like a chant that almost. is that yeah. is the chant that is our core chant the battle cry it is yes. I the great mage Steve followed by various noises of pain and mm-hmm. surprise 
Oh, oh, yeah. These are so you were calling these the Buffy noises. Yeah, you want to go into Buffy noises? They're Buffy's, yeah. So, in addition to Kinsey's dope sound design, um, during fight choreography, um, Corey, so Corey is our fight choreographer, and he and I call it two different things. He says, like, okay, we have all the technical elements of the fight down. Now it's time. And he says, now it's time to put the motherfucker into it. <laughs> okay, so that's how Corey talks about it. But for me, it's seasons one and two of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, where she Sarah Michelle Gellar is constantly just like, ah, ah, like, and just like making all these sounds. So I tell all of our performers, I'm like, okay, okay, I need 300% Buffies, maximum Buffies, go hard with those Buffies. And sometimes they'll just be working a fight on stage and I'm just shouting from the audience like, yes, Buffy, go! (laughs) (laughs) But but the Buffies really make it. So for those of you listening at home, if you like the Buffies that you're hearing, applaud them when it's happening. <laughs> It'll make them feel good. Yes. Don't be shy. Give us engagement. Please. What's the worst is when you come in any night and you feel like, oh, the house is full. This is going to be great. And then the audience is not engaged at all. And you're just like. Or and, then they, and then they tell you after the you know. show, oh, it was fantastic. Well, I couldn't hear it. So right. I wouldn't know. I, did, I couldn't tell. I'm glad to hear you say that. Right. Or, you, oh, that was hilarious. If, really? If really? You didn't laugh. Hilarious I didn't think it. so. All else fails, I guarantee I will be up in the booth and I will yell and I will scream if yes. I need to. Thank you. Know? you. Thank you. I'll push it. Thank you. We really need it. Push it. Would you say you would push it real good? Uh, See, I'm bringing back <laughs> the word. It's late 80s, but it carried into the 90s real far, so it's, yeah. Oh, I was here for it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad. I appreciate I like it. that. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> Good reference, good reference. <laughs> it's, oh, yeah, well, you know. You don't pass up a salt and pepper reference. Oh, right. No. <laughs> Not if it's just handed to you on a silver platter. Right. Yeah. Yeah. right. Exactly. Exactly. That being said, I don't think we have that in the show, so. Well, <laughs> that's a little too early. Yeah, because yeah, like, that carried into the early 90s and mm-hmm. was definitely, but I think it actually came out in like 88 or 89 or something yeah. like that, mm-hmm. but still definitely being played in the 90s but not oh. necessarily thought of as a mm-hmm. now we're over it by the time of the show yeah <laughs> it's not cool for the young ones uh-uh. anymore yeah so um let's talk some about the, you touched on this a little while ago but some of the the, the themes of this show what is this mm. show if uh, there's comedy there's fantasy there are some very heavy serious emotional things as well yeah yeah there are so i mean it's oh, we say it's a comedy um, and it is. It is funny, and um, and it's a comedy in like the Shakespearean sense. Like everything's gonna be okay, um, but it is heavy and it is difficult. And much like healing, grief, or trauma, it is nonlinear. Mm-hmm. There is, it's not like it starts really happy and then gets really sad. It's. They're, it's fast. It ping pongs back and forth between these moments because people are people, mm-hmm. and even if even if they're not always human, like our elf friend and uh, <laughs> and our, our demonic friends who are in the show, even if they're not always human, like it it resonates. It's we're having fun one second and someone says the wrong thing and then everybody gets really tense for a minute, and then we find a way to work through it and it's fine now. Um, 
it's a beautiful show. It's a beautiful show. There is, there is, there are one or two scenes that are particularly difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, but lucky for everyone, we put the intermissions after them. <laughs> At the end of the. There acts. are two intermissions. Yes, so. <laughs> We're gonna hand you something really, really difficult, and then you, uh, can and then decompress you get to in the lobby with yes. a glass of wine, perhaps. With a glass of wine, <laughs> you don't buy the wine; you buy the buy wine the glass, glass, and the yeah. wine is complimentary. Yeah. <laughs> you, you can get your officially branded LZT wine glass. Yeah. Have some wine to decompress and go back in. Yeah, and there should be at least one vendor out there every night in the yes. lobby, like a little marketplace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we've got folks selling got. like really cool art. We've got folks selling photography. We've got folks selling um, like soap that looks like a dragon's eyeball. Like it's cool. It's super cool stuff. Um, and and it's gonna be a really cool experience, start to finish. Please come dressed up. Like, please oh, yes. dress up like oh, fantasy characters, or I don't care, a pirate, D&D I don't care. Yeah, your yeah. D&D character. Maybe leave the weapons at home. <laughs> we don't have time to piece tie everybody's weapons before <laughs> they get into the theater. The weapons are for the actors. Yes, leave Thank weapons in the hands yeah. of the heroes. You're here to relax. Um, but come dressed up, because it's going to be an amazing time. It's going to be quite a thing. Yeah. That's a show we've been pushing for a long time to have performed here. So. Yeah. Like Finally, have seeing it come to fruition is so exciting. And uh, before we go, we can't we can't go without at least talking again. Not getting too spoilery, but talking about some of the fantastical creatures that are going to be seen on this stage. Sometimes in the form of actors in costumes. Sometimes uh, in the form of puppetry. Mm-hmm. Often, really a combination of the two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are. We've got. Um a were-rat lord. <laughs> we have a goblin and a knight. Uh, king knight. A, a king, yes, king, king knight. knight. Yes, king knight. We have uh, bugbears. Yes, is he a king knight and the king bugbear? No, isn't... Somebody needs to take that crown away from <laughs> Ethan. He's getting way too into it. Too powerful. <laughs> too much power for Ethan. Oh, man. Um, and then... Yes, there's like a whole horde of bugbears that come at one Yes, time. yeah. What else? A miniature what else? splinter cell colony of bugbears. <laughs> <laughs> They're not very bright. No. Um, and oh, then a fairy. Oh yeah, yeah there's like a fairies. forest fairy and, and wood nymphs and, and wood nymphs and dryads and oh the gargoyles. The gargoyles. Oh the gargoyles. Uh, are, what are the gargoyles? The gargoyles are two of our NPCs. Um, their names are Maya and Emily, and they are amazing and precious. And um, one of our characters is a demon, and he lives in a cave. And um, he's a pretty chill guy, um, both just because it's who he is and because he utilizes the assistance of substances to be a pretty chill guy. Um, and, um, and he's got these two sort of henchmen folk, um, and they're both gargoyles. Um, so we went back and forth about... Should we call Maya and Emily gargoyles or girlgoyles? Or should we just gargoyles like like, <laughs> like, 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 two, little, like two little goyles? Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like 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 we're in this is an Abbott and Costello routine. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So, um, but they are hilarious and they are the best, um, the best backup that I think Orcas could possibly ever ask for. <laughs> They're pretty wonderful. Um, and yeah, and you've got somebody. Playing Orcus. We do. Yeah, he's intense. Daniel is 
he's like the coolest guy in the world. He comes in all shy. He's got demon god of death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's so chill. He comes in and he's like, oh, I don't know, I don't know, Meg. I don't know. I'll try it. I'll try it for you. I'll try this thing. And then whatever the thing is that I've asked him to do, he's just like suddenly amazing at it. And I'm like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, like, is it okay if we use profanity? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I literally look at him and I'm like, fuck you, Daniel. Like, yeah. how dare you? We, we did that. There were a couple, we were doing that during Rocky Horror. There right? Were a couple like, how dare singing. you just be humble about this right yeah. now? Like, shut up. Our, <laughs> our guy who was playing Riff Raff with a guy named Alejandro, and he was the same way. They yeah. Were very subdued and laid back and humble. And then he'd start singing, and Jill would lean over and was like, I just want to walk over there and kick him in the balls. <laughs> right, right. Let's all walk over there and kick him. But, uh. Truly. It's in it, and I think. I think everybody's become quite a tight knit cast. I, mean, I don't know. I'm not mm. in the green room. I'm, <laughs> wandering, I'm wandering around making trouble for everyone. I don't know. I mean, you, you can probably speak more to it than I can, Alina. But oh yeah, it it definitely feels like such a safe place for most of the cast. I would say not to speak for everybody, but I feel like everybody just feels so comfortable around everybody. They're out there pouring their souls, they're like trauma dumping. I'm like, oh my god, this is a lot for 10 p.m. We haven't even run Act Three yet, but okay, <laughs> okay, I hear you, I hear you. Y'all don't wear yourselves out back here. We still got I'm work to say, do. We, we, we still got one of those other heavy scenes, you know? Mm-hmm. Leave that for the stage, but okay, I hear you. Okay. Thank you for laying your soul out to me. I'm honored, It's been honestly. a remarkably safe yeah. process. Mm-hmm. Especially good. with how diverse it is. With, like, the ages, the backgrounds, mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff. Everybody yeah, like, feels so comfortable. It's like every identity marker that there is, oh, we've yeah. got, like, an array yeah. Oh, yeah. In our cast. Like, we're all just a bunch of, you know, queer, neurodiverse artists just trying to make cool stuff while respecting each other. And it's come out really awesome. Yeah, good. It makes my heart feel full. Good. <laughs> <laughs> well, that seems like, uh, I, fe- I feel like that should be enticing for people to come out and. and see this show it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be a hell of an experience and as we mentioned before tickets tickets are selling they've been selling for a few weeks it means you need to grab them before you we have had shows this season already where we've had to turn people away because you did not get your tickets in advance Mm -hmm. i mean if, if there are tickets at the door to sell we will sell them but if not there won't be i'm gonna sell it out right so <laughs> they're not expensive tickets no, either. No. So they're, get your tickets before Meg does. Yeah, get your tickets <laughs> yeah. before I do because I'm just gonna be handing out to people on the street. Lovecommunitytheater.org <laughs> is the place to go for those tickets. It's right there on the front page. You can get information about the show. You click the little button to buy tickets for whichever date that you prefer. And it is running this Friday, October 14th, 15th, and 16th. And next weekend, the 21st, 22nd, and 23rd. Those Sunday uh, shows will be uh, 2.30 p.m. matinees. Yep. 2 p.m. or 2.30? Mm, I think it's 2.30. Yeah. I'm sure it is. <laughs> you're right here. You, know, you know where you can find out, Jed? Is yeah. lovitcommunitytheater.org. That's you can find your show <laughs> times. Get your ticket. That is lovitcommunitytheater.org. That's .org because we are a non-profit. That's why it's lovitcommunitytheater.org and not some other 
website yeah, extension. Every donation you make to help us fix the roof is tax deductible, baby. That's true. That's true. There are donation <laughs> buttons in there as well. We are raising money for the to, to fund this roof repair and everything. Mm-hmm. That that information will also be on the website and probably in the program and on our social media. I'll we, probably talk about it before I Yes, yeah, the LC <laughs> we're calling it LCT's <laughs> Raise and Maintain the Roof yes. Fundraiser. So Unfortunately that takes away our waterfall but Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but our naturally yeah. formed waterfall. That, that's how great this show is. We have an we actual, have an actual, an actual waterfall, waterfall. Yeah. <laughs> given to us by the gods of Newlandia. Yes. <laughs> Come see She Kills Monsters, livecommunitytheater.org. Get those tickets in advance because that's the best way to maintain, to, to, to make sure that you have a seat. Mm-hmm. That's right. Or and, Meg can just give them to you. Yeah, or let Meg buy them all and she'll just hand them to you. Yeah, the yeah, person maybe. that shares this the most, maybe I will high-five them. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so now there's incentive. The director high-five. Incentive. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! Or everybody's gonna be like, "No, I don't want that." <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got I've got a friend of mine from Abilene. She is uh, at at my alma mater, the Abilene Community Theater there, mm-hmm. and she's been pushing to do She Kills Monsters there for as long as we've been pushing to do it here. So I think mm-hmm. she's gonna try and come up here and see it. Yeah. And at, after that point, she will probably want to talk to you and pick your brain. Oh, great! And stuff. I love but that. um, yes. So, like I said, we've been saying it. We've been saying it over and over again. Get your tickets in advance. We say it every episode. We say it for every show. And every show, it becomes more evident that this is good advice and you should follow it. And get your tickets at LubbockCommunityTheater.org. And come see the show. And before we head out, like I said, we'll remind you of some of the other things we've got coming up, too. Uh, The weekend after She Kills Monsters closes, the last weekend of October, we have got our fall festival on Saturday the 29th. It's got, uh, like I said before, music and games and food trucks and bounce houses and a concert Featuring all kinds of friends of LCT, including people from our own Horizon School of Performing Arts who will be singing your Halloween favorites. It'll be all kinds of a good time. And on the 30th, the next day, we're having, starting at about 7 p.m., we're having a a horror movie marathon. We're going to show you Night of the Living Dead and Nosferatu, two of my favorites. uh, Nosferatu is still one of my favorite vampire stories ever because I think Count Orlok looks so much creepier than almost any other vampire I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. I love that design. We've also got first weekend in November. We have got the Monster Hunters coming up from our uh, our uh, Stages Academy from the the Discovery and Compass groups, the groups that were formerly known as the Youth Artist Guild. And um, Horizon has just an, announced they will well here in about a day. We'll you'll be getting the announcement of the cast for their first show, which will be um, Anything Goes, the Youth Edition going into rehearsal right now so that come January when we come back from the holiday it'll be ready to perform for you. We've got auditions for It's a Wonderful Life the live radio play. It's a story that you know done in the style of a 1947 radio broadcast so the whole the the, the stage is going to be dressed up like the inside of a radio studio from 1947 and you, you the audience will be playing the part of the live studio audience of this radio broadcast and it'll be really cool. Uh, that show is going up December 9th through 18th, but auditions for it are this month, October 24th and 25th. That is the last Monday and Tuesday of October. So mark that down as well and come out. I have actually done this show once before in my life, and it, it was a lot of fun. It was a really cool show to be a part of. And then uh, lastly, I think, would be New Year's Eve, our uh, 90s dance party. 
Last year, we opened up this facility with an event called 80s Prom, which was a lot of fun, and it was really successful, and we are following it up with 90s Dance Party. So you don't want to, uh, ticketing information, everything will be out about all of these things very soon, so keep your eyes out for that. But first, before all of that, the first thing you have to do is go to LubbockCommunityTheater.org and get your tickets to come see She Kills Monsters. Yeah. Which opens Friday the 14th. Yeah. Maybe I didn't mention that. I don't remember if I mentioned that it opens Friday the 14th. Well, it does. it does. Yeah. It opens yes, this yes. weekend. The 14th through the 23rd of this month. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the time to get your tickets is now. At? LoveitCommunitytheater.com. No, no, no. Dot org. Oh, dot org. No, oh, no. God. <laughs> LoveitCommunitytheater.org. <laughs> Uh, and with that, we'll sign off. And I want to thank everybody for putting up with that nonsense. Uh, I want to thank <laughs> members of the Sheikil Monsters family for coming in and talking with me for a minute. And all of you for listening. Thank you in advance for getting your tickets and for seeing the show and supporting everything we do here. And until next time, on behalf of everyone that I've just mentioned, uh, this has been Five Till Places. Thank, thank you, five. five. I did. The show is not called Places. Five Till Places is a production of Lubbock Community Theatre. Be sure to follow us on social media for all the latest news and updates surrounding our projects and the goings-on at LCT. Our theme music is Pizza and Video Games by Bonus Points. A link to that artist and their music can be found in the show notes. Look them up. Give them some support. Thanks for being with us this week. And as always, thank you for supporting live theater in the Lubbock, Texas area and beyond. Come on.